before we dive into today's episode, we want to make a quick but important disclosure. The information and advice shared in this podcast are intended to provide general knowledge and understanding about wellness and health-related subjects. They are not intended to replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health regimen. Remember, your health is your responsibility and it's always best to consult with a healthcare professional. This isn't just another podcast, it's a deep dive into the world of beauty, wellness, and longevity. Now we're here to discuss what beauty really means beyond just appearances. We'll also talk about wellness, the habits and practices that keep us healthy, full of energy. And we'll explore the topic of longevity, looking at the science and realities of living a long, fulfilling life. So sit back, relax, and join us as we go beyond the mirror. Today we're gonna be talking about food. So I know that there are a lot of different conflicting information pathways out there for us when it comes to food. And I think it's just one of those things where we get overwhelmed with information and a lot of it's true, but a lot of it is also myth. <laughs> and so um, I like one of the things that comes to mind for me is like, oh, you know, eggs cause high cholesterol. And that's, you know, you hear that all the time. Oh, I, I hear people tell me, I don't eat eggs because those cause high cholesterol. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I eat eggs every day. My cholesterol is phenomenal. The, th the key is what kind of eggs you're eating. So if you're eating soy and corn-fed chicken eggs from the grocery store that, you know, I don't know what they fed the chicken. They might have even fed it corn and soy. They might have fed it Skittles. I don't know, right? Well, and it might have been confined in this tiny Correct. little cell like a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All stressed out. Yeah. You might be eating those stress-laden eggs, um, or you could be eating pasture-raised free-range chicken eggs. Now, the free-range chicken eggs do not cause high cholesterol, but the other ones may cause high cholesterol. So, you know, there's that. So we're going to talk about a few of the different myths that are out there and, and some of the things that we've noticed about food. Because um, we've been in this game for quite a while. We are big foodies. We do love to eat good food mm -hmm. and uh, really seek out different ways that we can get clean, clean things. In fact, I was at the grocery store the other day. Uh, I think it's, it's a granola and it's called Simply Elizabeth. I'm, the guy is over there stocking the shelf with this other type of granola and he, he works there and he's like, what is it with that? Oh, purely, purely Elizabeth granola. What's with the purely Elizabeth granola? It's always out of stock. And I was like, it's like the only clean <laughs> granola that you can get that doesn't have like seed oils and weird, really weird, you know, additives in it. And he's like, oh, okay. That makes so much sense. He's like, I just hear, I see people coming in and buying bags and bags of it, you know? So, so yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of topics to hit on this particular subject. Yes. Like we need to talk about where does your food come from? Uh, what are you eating that might actually be backfiring on you? The healthy things like sometimes nut milks, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. there are definitely things. And, and we're talking about making shifts. We're not talking about 
revolutionizing your entire eating style. We're just literally saying, hey, why don't you try this kind of meat? Or why don't you buy this kind of vegetable? And just really be more conscientious about your choices and and where they're coming from and what they're doing for you. And you can do it little by little. You know, it doesn't have to be an overnight thing. I I do have some clients that will clean out their entire pantry (laughs) after we meet. I'm like, whoa, like, let's not waste anything, you know. But then again, they're like, no, I just want to feel better. And they're at that point where they're just like, I am tired of the inflammation. Yeah. And, And that really does start with cleaning up and removing the things that cause the inflammation first. And food is a big one for us. Because we have so many inflammatory foods, this triggers our immune system to just keep responding and responding and responding. So we're almost like at this war with ourselves and in our own tissue. And then that causes a whole lot of stress and other problems. Hormones stop working correctly. We don't sleep. We are hungry all the time. You know, we're grouchy. We're moody. Like it's a whole cascade of events that occurs. And we can really take care of a lot of it with just removing some of those inflammatory sources. And so food is big. Yes. So maybe we'll just go back and forth Mm -hmm. and each hit on some of our own personal food myths. Um, Absolutely. Things like, I mean, a lot of times I'm finding these things and I'm like, my own head is like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this forever. And I thought it was so good for me. And oh, it's not. And you know, it's not tragic to give that up sometimes, Mm-mm. but it, you know, I think if we, if we kind of go back and forth and address things that we both have had that experience with, then that would be Absolutely. extremely helpful to mm-hmm. us individually. So I am going to talk about my salad phobia. Yeah. Let me hear about that. <laughs> so I have learned so much about regenerative farming in the last few years. I actually started following a long time ago, someone named Zach Bush, and he's very much into replenishing the soil. There's actually even a wonderful documentary called Common Ground that I wish everyone would watch because it could change the world. I mean, if you're someone that is into the environment and pollution reduction and plant life and all the things, if we were more thoughtful about where we're purchasing our fruits and vegetables, in particular, looking for and seeking, and by the way, this is not easy because I have actively in the last year or so continued to seek regenerative farms, which sometimes might be the guy down the street. It is in the summer here, you know, it's easier to find. Yeah. But now, you know, if you're in the heart of winter, it's like, okay, now what do I eat? Mm -hmm. And so what regenerative farming does for you is, first of all, it's not technically organic. It's actually more than organic. So they don't use pesticides and herbicides and those types of things. And we can talk about glyphosate and AKA Roundup and how just terrible it is for you and how many things it's breaking in your body. And these days, if you're buying your produce at the store and it is all 
traditional produce, non-organic produce, you are putting a lot of toxin in your body, a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely unfortunate. And not only are you putting all that toxin in your body, but you are also not getting the nutrition that you used to get. No. And so what regenerative farming does is they work with different plants to replenish the soil. They rotate their crops. They are supplementing in different ways. They're not using all the toxic products. So the soil health is better. When your soil health is better, you're actually getting more nutrition. So this leads to me going to dinner out in public. And I have now at home so controlled the quality of the product I'm getting, the nutrient-dense food that I'm purchasing, the lack of pesticides and herbicides on my produce. And I want to just put a little caveat in that I don't buy exclusively organic, even from the grocery store. I definitely follow the Environmental Working Group's suggestions of the Dirty Dozen Mm -hmm. and the Clean 15. And if you want a quick, easy understanding of that, if it has a peel on it, like a banana or an avocado, you can crack into the traditional produce. If it doesn't, like an apple or, you know, like a spinach and all the things you make your salad with, you should probably be buying organic or you're just, you're just shoveling in toxic, toxic food into your system. You're not really helping yourself as much as you might think you're doing the right thing you might actually be making yourself sicker. And so when I'm in public at restaurants, I don't know where that lettuce came from. I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know where any of it came from. I don't know where the meat came from either, but I also know there might be less harm in where the meat came from. And I know I'm not eating, uh, generally speaking, a toxic piece of meat or fish. Mm I mean, unless I'm eating swordfish. We can talk about that another time too. (laughs) So anyway, all that said, basically the point is to be a little conscientious about the sources of your food, seeking the right types of organic foods. But even better, if you're able to get your hands on regenerative food, and there's beginning to be a lot of online sources for that. My personal favorite is Farmer Lee Jones out of Michigan. He's amazing. And having that nutrient-dense source. So when I'm out, I I do eat vegetables and I do eat meat and I do eat pasta and things like that. And I know I might be adding things in that might not be as clean as I have at home. But the one thing I don't eat is salad. (laughs) That's so funny. So, and then that's related to also seed oils, which we can, we can. Well, and and going back to the salad, I know that they're working on bioengineering lettuce now, <laughs> which is which even adds more to your phobia, right? Yeah. What am I eating? Right. And I'll tell a little quick story because um, my daughter used to work at Starbucks, and you know they give them a free meal when they're there, and so she's eating, you know, all these egg bites and oatmeal and she's there for like the first couple of weeks and she's like, man, I just really don't feel very good. And, and we eat very clean at home. We hardly ever eat out. And so 
I'm like, well, what, what are you eating? What are you drinking? Is it, do you think it's the caffeine? You know, you drink three drinks a day, you know, mm-hmm. is it that? And she's like, no, I, I've been eating the, the egg bites. And I'm like, well, let's just do a little bit more research on, you know, what's in that. Maybe, maybe there's some weird seed oil or maybe they have wheat in it, you know, she doesn't eat wheat. And so, um, she looks it up and the first thing, bioengineered eggs. And she's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it means they were made in a lab. <laughs> They're not even real. You know, and she was like, that is so disgusting. Yeah. So she quit eating them and then felt fine again. Yeah. So there we go. Eggs. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can talk more about how seed oils are bad for you too, because like yeah. every salad dressing, not every, but most. Yeah. It's hard to find a clean, non-toxic seed oil. Um, so when we are taking on a superheated hydrogenated oil of some sort, so that's usually like your canola oil, safflower oil, corn oil, corn oil, yeah, which vegetable. is in everything, yeah, corn oil, vegetable oil, yeah. Um, it basically is it requires solvent number one for it to be heated that high and sit on the shelf, and it goes through a process of over being overheated beyond the point of which it should be. And so it just doesn't, when you eat it, it is so toxic. It actually goes into your body and it takes years for it to come out. I mean, it's, it's easier to detox from so many other things than seed oil. Like it is so, so bad. And these kinds of seed oils mimic bacteria in the body. So when you eat them, your body instantly thinks you have an infection. And you start the immune cascade. So if you are someone who is dealing with a lot of inflammation, you know, that arthritic type feel, I think that's where a lot of our arthritis feel actually comes from, is just intaking that, those trans fats and the, a lot of canola oil. And I do go to the grocery store and we look at all the bottles. It is so hard to find something that does not contain canola. It's everywhere. Or soybean oil. Soybean oil was the other one I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah. And it is everywhere. And so you're better off making your own dressing. And the things that I, like when I'm shopping the grocery store, I think, can I make that at home easier and less expensive? Because when you do find a clean version, it's usually like $9 for a teeny little thing. Right. And you're like, really? I can, I can buy a whole bottle of olive oil and make my own with some seasoning, you know? Right. So there's that. But, but I think moving away from those, um, Toxic seed oils is one of the best things that we've done for our health and wellness. And just just to kind of get off of that inflammatory train. And I think, I mean, you have no idea. It's in everything. Oh, it's not just in the dressings. Yeah, it's in. It's in your cereal and your granola and your yogurt. It's in your, I mean, it is everywhere. Yeah. It's, it stinks because our poor children as they're growing, you know, our children are better off than the children right now. And we were better off than our children growing. Yeah. Because things weren't processed in the same way that they are today. Correct. I'm not saying McDonald's was ever good for us, but I am saying the McDonald's of today is far worse than it used to be. Well, they, um, they, they're potatoes. They only grow them in a certain area. They're all genetically modified so that they don't have any brown spots on them whatsoever. This cuts down on their waste so they don't have to cut any brown spots off. 
However, they're so sprayed with so much pesticide that the people have to wear hazmat suits to harvest the potatoes, number one. Number two, once harvested, they have to sit somewhere for six weeks before they can even go to processing. Why would you want to eat that? Yeah, that's why it never dies if you leave it in your car. Exactly. (laughs) It is so gross. It will not decompose. No, (laughs) because it's not a real potato. Yeah. And so, like, you know, those are things you're like, oh, I just, you know, I don't have time. I'll just run to McDonald's. And, okay, first of all, let me say I'm not perfect. But that is one thing I really do a good job of avoiding. Us too. And, you know, I carry with me, like, emergency like paleo bars and and grass-fed beef sticks and I they're they're with me all the time they're in my car they're in my purse they're in my office and so if I need a buffer to make it to the next meal that is going to be a little bit better for me then those are my options and then I'm not riddling myself with unnatural oils and artificial flavors and not nutrients right Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, you feed yourself. I mean, the times I do eat McDonald's, A, I'm always like, oh, this is gross. It doesn't even taste good. I know once upon a time I thought it did, but maybe have, have I trained my palate? I'm, perhaps. Or maybe it's just gross. I don't know. It's just gross. <laughs> but it also, I'm hungry. Like yeah. I'm hungry very quickly after. And so that's, that's. That's coming from you eating food that isn't fulfilling your actual body needs. I call it Franken food. Yeah. It's not giving you nutrition. No. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're finding ways to put nutrition in, then you're gonna feel better. You're gonna feel satiated longer. You're gonna eat less food. You're gonna put in less calories. You probably eat less carbs. <laughs> yeah. And all of those things benefit your overall health like tremendously absolutely i i kind of like to think of it you know when when i we trade our our health for convenience quite a bit especially as americans because we are conveniently process well we're convenient process so everything is instant gratification for us and so i think about like when i do have to make those choices like we the running joke when you brought up McDonald's, I was cracking up because we would be on vacation and my kids know what is in McDonald's food and or fast food in general. Right. And so we'd they'd be like, I'm so hungry. I'm starving. And I'm like, are you hungry enough to eat McDonald's? And they're like, no, <laughs> also all fast. <laughs> you know, I'm like, OK, <laughs> then you're not that hungry yet. All right. We'll keep going, you know. But um, it, it's very interesting that we. We do think about, think about how you are trading your health for convenience and how can you back that up just a little bit and make a couple of little changes. Like you were just saying, having snacks readily available. I've got nuts in my car. They always stay in my car just in case I need a handful of nuts because those will be very satisfying to me. Another thing I want you to think about is each time you do make that choice, I don't want you to beat yourself up at all because I know that it, it, we live and I'm not saying you have to be a hundred percent, but when you're working on making those changes in your lifestyle, if somebody handed you a glass of poison, 
would you say I'm going to sip this slowly? <laughs> I want to drink this over time. Would you chug it? Like, you know what I mean? Well, and you can, you can be indulgent and make indulgent choices, but then you got to find ways to clean that out. Correct. After. Yeah. And, and, and diligently. It's just a question of like, how much time do you want to spend reversing the choices you're making yeah. every day? And that's if you want longevity. I do know people that don't, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's not our audience. No. <laughs> so, no. so if you are wanting help with shifting, that that's what we are here for. We help you do that. So, Let's talk about some, quote, healthy choices that may not be as healthy as we think. Um, let's see. So like beef, maybe? Or like the kind of beef? Yeah, let's it, talk about the kind of beef. So... You know, I get the the whole beef is bad a lot from a lot of people. They're like, oh, I don't eat beef. It's terrible for you. It's bad for your heart. Yeah. It it causes high cholesterol. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Like we eat beef like almost every day. Like yeah. you would, you, would you survive at my house? I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. We do grass-fed beef. And when you eat grass-fed beef, kind of very similar to the eggs, that that cow has been led out to pasture and is eating what it's designed to eat. It has four stomachs. It can take that blade of grass and break it down into nothing. That's not how we are designed, mm -hmm. but that's how they're designed. So they get all that nutrients from that one tiny little blade of grass. And that houses a, a thousand pound animal, which I think is just so phenomenal. If we grain feed our cow, they bring, it, it causes so much inflammation in their body. Um, they also do not produce milk when they're grain fed. And so then they have to be given hormone. And so I think it's very interesting that we have hormone, non-hormone milk, right. but not from a grass-fed cow. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, there's a there's something um that's a little weird there, right? So anyway, um if you are doing beef, you can eat grass-fed beef and it does not cause high cholesterol or issues, but if you are eating grain-fed beef, it may. So at the end of the day, the smartest thing when you're looking at any meat, correct? is pasture raised. Yeah. You know, you Absolutely. you want them out grazing. You want your chickens running around happy and joyful and mm -hmm. eating the wild bugs in the universe and the grass and exercising and living a stress-free life. And the same goes for your pork. The same goes for your beef. You know, when you're when you're making that choice, um not only are you Eating a happier animal, I know that sounds oh, yeah. terrible. But it's less stressed. Yeah. So it really is happier. You're, you know, it's, th it's just, it's, it's a cleaner way to make the decision. And those choices are available. You can absolutely find them. I will say it's, you have to seek them in some ways. Like they're definitely stores that I are feel like harder. I feel like a lot of stores do now if have it. They have it. it. It's still harder. Yeah, it's so, in a separate section. I think yeah. that's why it's a little harder to find. It's not, and they're not very big, and they're not no. very diverse. No, mm -mm. like um, the one mainstream store 
that's near my house has a tiny section, a super tiny section oh my. of pasture-raised meat. Mm. But there is another store that's more health-focused that's just filled with yeah. pasture-raised meat. And yes, it is going to be a little more expensive, but you know what? You need less of it to fill full. You really do. So, yeah. Like I can only eat like a half a steak now. Same. I know. And I'm like, I'm so full, but I think cause it's got so much B and iron in it. I'm like, you know, it's satiating. So, it's so satiating. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm like, well, great. Now I have food for tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have something to pack in my lunch. Exactly. So great. And the other thing is if, if you're in an area that it's not convenient to get those things, um, Online. There's so oh, much yeah. good online. So does your regenerative farmer, Lee James, does he have, or Jones? Yes. Lee Jones, does yeah. he have? He ships. He ships But too. he doesn't ship um, meat. So he does okay. regeneratively farmed produce, produce. which okay. is actually the hardest to find. Yeah. So there's tons of amazing, there's even like these primal beef websites, primal chicken mm. Really? I mean, it's crazy how much online you can find these cool, and, and I've used a ton of, of different ones. And sometimes I'll go to one for one source of something. I'll go to another for another source. Yeah. One of my favorite chicken places just went out of business, which oh. I was super bummed. Oh, my. But I then, you know, went down my rabbit hole and, like, found an alternative and it actually ends up being a little bit healthier than what I have been buying. So it'll, it it works out, but online for me, what we do in our house is we order frozen Mm -hmm. online sources. We also work with a local farmer for a lot of our, our meat. Mm -hmm. And then for produce, we try to grow what we can Mm -hmm. in the seasons that we are able to. And then I have found a few online farms out of California and other places that will ship regeneratively farmed produce, which Very is nice. also okay. huge. And so those are, there. there's just, there's infinite options to, to, to do that. And guess what? I love not having to go to the store very often. <laughs> I know. It just comes to you. Because we have our milk delivered. Yeah. And we have a lot of meat delivered and a lot of produce delivered. So when I am going to the store, I'm kind of like picking through a few things that we need to add to make a recipe or, or whatever. Yeah. And so it it can be done no matter where you live is, is my point. There's a way to get it. Absolutely. Another thing I do like to incorporate is Buffalo. And I think it scares a lot of people, but it's got like 23 grams of protein. So it's a great source of protein and it's clean. Yeah. You know, so I don't have to worry about the the weird, you know, stress and inflammatory response and anything like that. Yeah, so. you're not going to put a buffalo in a, like, no, in a cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> not yet. That anyway, wouldn't be right? smart. <laughs> no. So I want to hit on um, another tough topic of health, and that is nut milks. Yeah. So this is so hard because there's so many people with dairy issues, okay? And I understand that that is a big hurdle for people. And I do want to give a little plug for raw milk, which I'm sure will make a ton of you like cringe or think that you're going to die from some rare disease or E. coli or whatever. But we've been drinking raw milk for years that we get from a local farmer who tests his milk. So I know that it's clean. Mm -hmm. And 
statistically, you are more likely to get sick from eating sushi or romaine lettuce than you are from raw milk. The beauty of raw milk is it doesn't have casein, which is the primary piece that most people that have a milk allergy are having an issue with, because most raw milk producers use an, a breed called A2A2 cap heritage. You know, that's where they come from. Those genetic factors don't produce the casein. And so a lot of people with milk allergies can drink raw milk or raw goat milk gets even better, mm-hmm. less issues. Raw sheep milk, again, a little harder to find. I do um, definitely order those from Amish Farmer oh, out of Pennsylvania. Okay. So again, it can be done. However, um, I want to advocate for, you know, considering <coughs> raw milk as an option. But you can do nut milks also. And I know people have get an affinity to nut milks. The only problem is there are a lot of them that are very, very toxic. Like the one I want to really hit on is oats. But if you don't know where it's sourced, again, you're just throwing back toxins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like one of the number one crops to be sprayed with Roundup and and or other pesticides and herbicides. And now you're just pounding it back, in, you know, in this condensed, purified form. So if you are an oat milk drinker or if you are an almond milk drinker or whatever, you really got to find an organic source. You really, it's just critical. And if you're drinking oat milk at Starbucks, you're probably not getting that. Mm-mm. And so it stinks. I'm not like, I'm, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the reality is they're just not as clean. Now there are some cleaner ones like macadamia nut milk actually mm-hmm. is so yummy too. Is mm. really, really good for you. It's creamy. Even when it's not organic, a lot of times mm-hmm. it's in, it's in a good condition. So they're, there are choices that can be made, but like little swaps. Yeah, you gotta think. Yeah, you gotta swaps. just think it through. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. same goes for oatmeal. Like I'm, I don't know if I'll ever eat oatmeal again. Right. <laughs> I have such a hard time even thinking about eating oatmeal, and I love oatmeal. Like, but the cool thing is, is you can take a different kind of grain, uh, millet, buckwheat, amaranth, and you can make oatmeal out of it. Which and even quinoa, you can find an organic quinoa and do that and make it like oatmeal. So, you know, there's there's that. Yeah, just little swaps. Are there other? I want to talk a little bit about the wheat and because the wheat that I grew up with, my mom used to, we never ate white bread and we also did not drink milk. So, um, my mom used to make everything out of wheat. Um, my sister had a little bit of a weight issue and my mom noticed that if she could cut down her carbs a little bit and control the bread that she was eating, she would, she would maintain. And so my mom made like wheat cinnamon rolls or wheat, everything would be made out of wheat. Well, then fast forward and her having her little health issue, she finds out she's got a wheat sensitivity and then she's like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> what happened? Well, our wheat became hybridized and genetically modified. That's what happened. It's not the same wheat I grew up with. And so now we're seeing so many gluten sensitivity or, you know, wheat sensitivities in so many people. And I just want to share that that is because it is hybridized and genetically modified. It's 
it's not because it's, it's, it's not the same wheat that we had. Well, and it's more than that. It is more than so that. So when you get a genetically modified Correct. anything, mm-hmm. it's been modified so that they can come in and spray Correct. Roundup or other pesticides and herbicides on it, and it doesn't die, mm-hmm. okay? Everything dies around it, yeah, but it lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your frankenfood, yeah, I mean, that is frank, I and mean, there is nothing more frankenfood than that. You're not wrong. And the thing is, is like, you got to think like there's no bug that will even eat it. And so then I'm like, hmm, if the bug won't eat it, why should I? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it, there's a reason that the bug does like it. Right. And it's because it's nutritious for them. If, well, if it's not nutritious for them and they know it, why don't I have the instincts to know it? Right. You know, so. Right. Anyway, there's that. And, and the bummer part about wheat, too, is that sometimes even organic wheat is sprayed with a chemical to dry it out. Oh, tell me about the appeal. Oh yeah, that's so that's a, that's another like that's something that just came New. is in the process of coming out mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. It is a product that was designed by a company out of California to coat our produce so that it doesn't rot as quickly. Now, conceptually, I get why they're trying to do this, yeah. right? It helps people purchase produce and it sits on the shelf and it doesn't deteriorate. We don't have as much food loss, which in my house, unfortunately, as much as I try to master that, I'm not perfect, but I do, I do then, you know, use it to uh, compost, compost and things. So yeah. it's not completely. Completely wasted. I actually hardly waste any food at all. And what I do is I take it and make dog food out of it. Oh. Yeah. So they're still getting nutrient food. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the appeal, which is the product, is now, it is actually being used on produce, certain produce in the United States. And the problem is you can't figure out what it is. Like if you go to the site and try to find the ingredients. If you dig online, if you do all these things, there's you can't you can't figure out what it is. And it's listed as organic, correct? It's listed yeah. at or as organic. But it is I did find one source that had dug enough to find some of it and it's the problem is one of the elements of it is you cannot wash it off. That's scary. So now we're going to take something that stops food from deteriorating and we're going to eat it and we're going to put it in our stomach and is our stomach going to be able to break it down or is it now going to live there is it going to coat our stomach is it going to lead to more leaky gut is it you know well let's just think about the things they've created in the past that don't break down like pfoas and how that caused a cascade of Inflammatory issues, um, cancers, birth defects. Elaborate on PFOAs. PFOAs um, is what they made um, like Teflon out of. Um, And so, you know, it's that surface that doesn't ever go away. Mm -hmm. And so they had back in like the 60s or 70s, I can't remember when, when they had that come out, but Back at that time, they had women working in the factory where they were producing that. Number one, they would have to bury the 
chemical underneath the ground. Well, then the cows were getting sick that were near it. And they were having these weird issues that no farmer had ever seen before. Uh, he knew something was up. There's a whole movie about it called Dark Waters. Mm-hmm. And then they had a woman who um, she got pregnant. She was working in the the Teflon factory and her baby had horrible birth defects. Well, they knew that it caused those birth defects. They, they had known because of her issue. So any woman that had gotten pregnant in the factory, they would give them a promotion. So they didn't, they didn't come right out and say that, that it was causing issues. They knew it, but then they would just kind of take them and move them over to a different area until they had their baby. And then they'd put them back in the mm-hmm. other part of the factory just to kind of cover things up and not cause too much commotion. But those people are still getting paid out today from that lawsuit from Are those years the ago. forever chemicals? Yes. Yes. It's a forever chemical. Mm-hmm. So your system that, doesn't ever get rid of it. No. And that thing, the appeal kind of sounds very similar to that. Yes. So thinking about the track record of things that don't break down, I'm a little leery. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't know yet. It's in the early stages. The downside is at this moment, they don't have to label for it. So we don't know. We don't know. Um, you can look up the items that are covered in appeal, but they're, they're looking to expand them, you know. And I, I do want to share that that's the case for a lot of things here in America. We don't have the same regulations as people in Europe. So there's a lot of things that would never fly in Europe that fly here. And that's one of the things that is so detrimental to look at because they are so inflammatory. Because you went to Italy, you ate all the food, you had no issues whatsoever. No gain, gain, no weight. No weight gain. <laughs> yeah. Ate and, all the pasta. Right. Actually, it, I, I've been noticing lately that there is some pastas now in the store made from the semolina, Italian yeah. or Durham wheat from Italy. And we have been purchasing those items instead of uh, other versions and definitely doing better That's good. with those Very as well. Cool. So, again, there's if you're willing to look at the ingredients, yeah. check out the items on the shelf, really think it through, not just run and grab and go, you know, to plan ahead, to, you know, order your meat online, to, you know, just. Yeah. And again, we're not saying, okay. Go home. Change everything. Throw everything out. <laughs> yeah. Do no. all of these things. No, what we're saying is maybe try one. Mm-hmm. And then and then a few, yeah. a time from now, try a second one. Yeah. And for us, I mean, we didn't, I didn't do, I didn't start off like that oh, no, either. I, I've been in a 14, 15 year transition and every day I still learn something new. I mean, same. the seed oil thing, we just learned how horrible it is not too long ago. I mean, I, I knew about it, but... We went to a seminar and realized just how bad it was. And then I was like, okay, I am not touching that. You know what I mean? But even for me, I was like, well, a little seed oil is not going to kill me. Yeah. Now now I'm like, oh my gosh, it stays in my liver for two years. Absolutely not. I don't want any part of it. You know, yeah. so you yourself have to make those decisions of what it is that you are willing to allow in mm-hmm. and what you want to get rid of. Absolutely. That's low poison. It's all, it's all <laughs> conscientious eating at the end of the day. It really is. But small, tiny little shifts make big, huge changes for you and your health. Absolutely. And for your family. Pays it forward. Awesome. Thanks for listening.